Hello and welcome to another episode of the Tip Balls Podcast. I am your host, Sam Randazzo, and I am joined today by my two slightly musty co-hosts. To my right, it is the one and only Uncle Sam. Hello. And behind the computer, not really paying attention to much, it is Bruce, the tugboat, Vin Diddy. That's about right. What's going on? Well, most of week two of the NFL season is over. We, for some reason, have two Monday night matchups tonight between the Titans and Bills and the Vikings and Eagles. So Stupid. You, you I get, hate that they do that on Monday nights. What game's enough? Well, I think it's because there's no bye weeks yet. Okay. But either way, uh, you guys will hear our full reaction to those games during our Fantasy Frenzy on Wednesday. But we have a lot of great weekend action to talk about some games that... I mean, once some came down to the wire, some were extremely boring. One that I said on Friday was going to be a quote-unquote air raid did indeed end up being the definition of an air raid. Uh, but first things first, the Tuggernut was at Ford Field on Sunday, so we figured we would start there with the Lions-Commanders matchup. The Lions, for the first time in... I would say recent memory were leading in a game the entire time and did not fuck it up. So, you know, all over social media. Now there are pictures of the blue Kool-Aid guy, because yes, there are plenty of lions fans that are drinking the proverbial Kool-Aid today after the lions beat the Washington commanders in pretty solid fashion, 36 to 27 uh, at the half. It was 22 to zero. And the Commanders came out and put up 15 in the third quarter, which kind of made it a little bit of a game. But ultimately, the Lions held on to win. And Bruce, you know what? That that's kind of bullshit too, because they were in uh, they were in fucking win mode. They were in ease it up mode. And that's what happens to teams, and, and it happens to everybody. Bruce, well, tell us what we what you saw at Ford Field over the weekend. I saw a bunch of electricity. That's for sure. That stadium was rocking. All four quarters, and uh, a fuck the refs because they can get bent. Here we go. Okay. Typical Lions fan. No, okay, and it didn't have to result in the you know the Lions losing or whatever, but it still fucked the refs because there was a couple cheap shots and it was bullshit. But somebody called George Bush because the Lions found a W. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you? I thought about that one for quite a while, actually. Did you? I did. Yeah, put it wherever you found it and don't ever bring it back up. Mm. All right, well, let's talk about Wentz real quick before you tell us what else happened at Ford Field. Oh, Wentz yeah. had another pretty good game. Uh, 337 yards passing, three touchdowns. Uh, he was sacked five times because Aiden Hutchinson decided to have the first quarter of his life. And I will say this. He looked pretty good again. I mean, granted, he's not I, MVP. nice, dude. But he does not look like he did last year in Indianapolis, right. which is a absolute fucking shit show that we'll discuss a little bit more later on. But the one thing that I can say just from looking at the stat sheet that the Lions did very well was stopping the run. Antonio Gibson only had 20 or only had 28 yards on 14 rushes. He did get a tud, but I mean, JD McKissick, three for nine. There was no run. There was no runability right. out of Washington at all yesterday. Which surprises me. I thought for sure they were going to run the ball right at him. So did I. Especially it. after the game Gibson I, I had I think they gave one. up on yeah. it too easy. Yeah. 
And uh, I think they, they figured they could really expose that secondary for the Lions. I don't think they were expecting the, the heat that they got turned on them. Well, uh, as far as receiving, because all they could do was throw the ball, Curtis Samuel, nine targets, seven receptions, 78 yards, and a tud. He continues his reemergence after being right. extremely quiet last year. Uh, Terry McLaurin found his way a little bit, eight targets, four receptions, 75 yards. And Jahan Dotson, 59 yards, and picked up his third touchdown of the year yeah. uh, as a rookie. So there was definitely some high points for the commanders. But what did you see? That ultimately was the factors of this game. One big thing actually was Aiden Hutchinson getting three sacks and actually putting pressure on Wentz that entire game. And it wasn't just coming from him as well. Liam McNeil was up there a couple times. I didn't think I heard Charles Harris's name. He got a sack. Did he get a sack? Yeah. Uh, that front and a seven fumble and a force fumble. That front fumble. seven was just that was the highlight of the game. I wasn't even excited about seeing the offense for once. I wasn't. I mean, I was excited to see DeAndre you know, Swift, the guy. I just want to. I want to listen to the. You've seen Rick and Morty, right? Yes. You know the "Let's Get Swifty" song. Shift Ooh, let's get Swifty. Okay. Yeah. Dude is an animal. All right. Well, Amon Ross St. Brown is a, is a pit bull playing at wide receiver, just like Dan Campbell said. The dude, he just is. Uh, but at the end of the game there, the biggest thing was uh, that the defense was gassed. They were all gassed. Aiden Hutchinson was coming on and off the field every other play. Aiden Hutchinson got banged up. In yeah, that game. he was limping. He was limping off. at halftime, but he it looked like he did not want to come out of the game. He was still fighting. Anzalone was, you know, taking a couple breaths. High school. Oh, People were coming on and off the field. I mean, it. but they stood in there and they battled. They, their ass they battled. Their ass well, good. I'll say this much. Uh, according to the stat sheet, the highlight for the Lions was the golf to St. Brown connection. <laughs> Jared Goff, uh, 20 for 34, 256 yards, four touchdowns, no picks, was sacked three times, and a quarterback rating of 121.7. Realistically, I, I don't know what more you could ask for out of Jared Goff. I, th I, thought, he, I thought he played a solid game. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, 12 targets on nine receptions, 116 yards, two tuds. Obviously, he had a big day. And you want to know what surprised me? And, and I know you were talking about Swift. He only had five runs. Yeah. 56 yeah. yards. Yeah. Jamal Williams got over double the carries at 12. Craig Reynolds got three. Um, and I think the three cool times, to see. Which is the three cool times to see. Craig Reynolds had the ball in his hand, I thought he ran well. Um, he had, did have one 11-yard run. Uh Jamal Williams averaged 4.4 yards per carry on 12 rushes. I'll take that all day long. They they looked well-rounded yesterday. I'll say that much. Swift is averaging seven yards per carry. Yeah. In, the Lions in, as a team are averaging almost seven yards. Yeah, per carry. yeah. That that's I mean, key. Another you thing that uh, key that I thought the key was to the entire game. You had three backups playing at the guard positions and Dan Skipper, baby, and and. Them guys, the guys held their own against probably one of the two best tackle tandems in the league mm -hmm. in Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen. And and they they pretty much controlled the line of scrimmage. Yeah. 
so I'll be honest with you. Obviously, I picked the Commanders in this game at the end of last week, and oh, I did too because I, I, after I heard Ragnall was out, as soon as I saw Ragnall was out, was out, I thought for sure they were going to get pounded. I thought Ragnall being out of this game would essentially completely deflate the Lions' offense, and I was wrong. And then you got an All Pro from last year who was out at last minute, right? You know, and I. I just didn't think they would be able to control the line of scrimmage. Neither did but I. But them guys that came in did a hell of a job. Mm-hmm. Hell of a job. Mm-hmm. And you know, let me tell you something about Detroit right now. I said this from the beginning. I don't think their offense was going to be the problem. And team. it's not. I really don't. And it's not. Right now, they're they're amongst the league's leaders in yards and, and, and touches. And, and I, I'm impressed with it. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, I, the writing. Ed Johnson, I'm impressed. I'm I will say this: impressed. the secondary, as young as they are, they're they're getting there. They was yeah, hurt; he didn't even play. Yes, their best corner didn't even play. But they're they're getting there. They put up better. seventy-one that, points you in do. two when games. You get pressure on a quarterback. I tried to explain this to you last week about the pressure. If the front seven can get pressure, the back end fixes itself. Those guys don't have to cover as long. Right. Right. It helps. Uh, another that pressure thing means everything. That I saw was TJ in like the first quarter did, was not catching ball. Hawkinson doesn't do any. Honest to God, he was not. But he pulled it together because he he grabbed a, a few. You that know. Were you know what? It, it, I, I'll say this. So. I'll say this for him that I seen um, the passes that were thrown at him weren't very accurate. No, you know, I will no. Say that. The one he got hit. Right, right before the ball. Him. Yeah, I, I, let's stop cutting him a fucking break. I, I, I what do you agree. mean? I, I think I sick agree. and tired of hearing his he is name. No, Rob Gronkowski. He's no, he's not. He's never. Nobody. I don't know about that. I don't even I don't think he's. Uh, he's not even. Like he's not Gesicki or Fryermuth. He's no. not. He's no. not. He will get you his thirty yards a week, just like he did three receptions for thirty six. I, I think the big thing with him is his options coming up. Do not take it. I, I agree. He so far, to this point, T.J. Hawkinson has been a disappointment. He, he was a first-round tight end pick, and when you are picking eighth overall pick, yes, you expect them to come in and make an instant offensive impact. They need to be an instant threat in the receiving game. T.J. Hawkinson is in no way, shape, or form, realistically, at any point so far in his career, been a threat in this receiving game. Absolutely. Period. He's not. When you are drafting a guy that high at the tight end position, you are expecting them to come in and not be Travis Kelsey, but have games like Travis Kelsey. And he or can't Zach do Ertz or, or any other viable tight end. In he's this just league. not there. He's just not there. He was picked higher Still than all these guys. Still got a whole season. Correct. Hey, Still got a whole season. Higher than all these guys. Still got a whole season to go. Anyway. He'll show up. He sucks. Lions, Lions pull off a big win against the Commanders in, in a game that. I thought when I looked at the TV, all right, and I'm sitting there watching it, and it's the third quarter, and I thought this was going to be the setup for the debacle that we usually right, see. Yeah. And for once, the Lions did not debacle. They Especially held on when they the got yep. within a touchdown. I mean, people, I they were, even in the fourth quarter, when there was like a minute left, people were leaving. And there was still a chance that they could have came back. Yeah, I mean, it, game. and I was like, "You, it, this is the Detroit Lions, right? You they, guys need to be sitting down and watching this game because we didn't win until that clock says zero right. zero zero. Correct. And they they will keep you on the edge. They will keep you on the edge of your seat all year. But ultimately, they pulled off the dub, yeah. which is great for Lions fans. 
the next game we have to talk about. I was rooting so hard for a team that I didn't give a shit about just because I wanted to see the Cleveland Browns fucking lose that game so bad. It was karma. That game was karma. Gang Green and and Joe Flat the ghost of Joe Flacco. The ghost of fucking Flacco. My God. Over 600 yards of passing in the he, first two he was, weeks. Flacco was good. He was very good. He was good. He was good. And, you know, just looking over my notes from Friday's show, I again, it, it all, it's the same exact thing. The Jets were a little sloppy. Yes. I mean, they just were. But Flacco, much like he did in week one, was was had fucking ice in his veins. And here's the, here's the thing. Nick Chubb had a great game. Great he game. He had three touchdowns. Eight, over that 80 man, yards and three touchdowns. Monster. Yep. And and I'll tell you what, Kareem Hunt was no, was effective as well. Uh, Kareem Hunt went for 58 yards. Chubb, 87 yards. Again, Chubb had three tuds, so there were none left for Kareem Hunt. But they were able to run the ball on the Jets pretty effectively. I mean, Jacoby yep. Brissett even had uh, six rushes for 43 yards himself. So... The front of that Jets defense didn't really pose much of an issue for them running the ball. Uh, Amari Cooper had a nice day. Nine receptions, 101 yards. At the end of the day, Jacoby Brissett made mistakes Yes. when the game was on the line. Essentially, Jacoby Brissett threw that game away for the Browns. Now, granted, the Jets pretty much across the board offensively had a nice game. Flacco, like I said, over 300 yards passing and four tuds. Brees Hall, seven rushes for 50 yards. Finally, we got our first glimpse of what he could be on a decent little game from him. Michael Carter had a slow day, um, but receiving Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson's coming out party. Eight of 14 for 102 and two tuds. Corey Davis had another big game again. I fucking hate him, but he had another big game. Two receptions for 83 yards. The it one he was one, wide open, there was nobody with 66 yard receiving touchdown for him. Elijah Moore, decent little game. Like, there again, we're talking about another offense that looks kind of like the Lions, pretty well rounded, got a couple good yeah. threats running the ball. Um, I don't think their offensive line is as good as the Lions. Is. I agree with I that really wholeheartedly. Don't. And if they get a little better, which you're gonna, mm -hmm. look out. I, oh, I agree. They could be very dangerous in that division. And at, at one point yesterday, I, I was watching this game. I'm sitting there, and I actually I tweeted it out that I thought the Jets looked like they were just a good quarterback away from really being a threat to everybody. And then you go back and you look at Flacco's stat line it's right now. Touchdowns. Within a two-minute warning. It was there's a minute and twenty they scored 14 points with a minute and twenty-two seconds left to rip out the fucking Browns heart. And you know what? The Browns are such fucking scumbags. I loved every second of it. I didn't <laughs> I love every I second of watching with I their so stupid fucking glad they lost. With their stupid little weird elf on yeah. midfield now. It's fucking weird. Well, I don't mind that. I don't mind the elf. He reminds me of Bruce. What? It looked like <laughs> Bruce out in the middle of the field over there. You look like Tugger Nut. Just pasty but you know and hairless. What? I was glad I was glad, glad that Robert Sala got his his first win of the season. Yeah. Uh they played hard and and I see a trend. I see a trend now with Sala, with yep. uh with the Lions. That these these these, these coaches the guys got are these playing guys for running them. through fire yep. for them. And that's a great thing. Yeah. They got them playing for them. 
Uh, and I think that is that's a great trait to have. And the here's the problem. It's like we talked about. The Browns, it doesn't matter when Deshaun Watson comes back this year, they're going to be in such fucking disarray that it's not going it, to gonna matter. Is it going to be sal- salvageable by the time he gets back? No. I, no. I really not. don't think so. No. I mean, they're they're... I mean, he has a, he's not eligible to week 12. You have to figure they are running the ball as good yeah. as any team out there right now and still can't pick up those wins. And one, because of Jacoby Brissett. Two, they because had that they're game dysfunctional. One. They had that game yeah. one. There's no reason you give up two touchdowns under the two-minute No, win. that's just – neither of these defenses, yeah. the Browns or the Jets, are played well at all. But I'll say this much. The Jets' defense, when you watch them play – they show that there's upside there, right? They're yeah. green. The Jets' defense is just young and green, and I think they will fall into a better stride. They, they got a, they, they, uh, the Probably the oldest guy in that defense is C.J. Mosley. C.J. Mosley, I would. And he's their leader. Go to bet. Yeah. But the Browns, it's just, not, it's just not a good situation. It's just not, it's just not there for them. No. And uh, I was glad to see that the Jets got the win. But – they they fought their ass off and they deserved it. I agree. That was a that was a great football game. That game like gave you hope in football, yeah. right? There. Now, hey, shout out! I I said it. Garrett Wilson. Garrett I Wilson thought, had his. I had thought his he breakout. was the best receiver prospect outside of Williams. Williamson coming out. Well, I guess we'll see tonight. James Williams, I thought was the best receiver in college football last year. But Garrett Wilson, I thought was the best, was the most NFL ready. I I would argue with Traylon Burks, but I agree with you. Garrett I, I Wilson thought looked, Wilson was Garrett Wilson looked like a veteran yesterday. By the way, he played. And you talked about Robert Sala and Dan Campbell being rah rah coaches and really getting their teams ready to run through a wall. And now I want to talk about somebody who doesn't have their team ready to run through a wall, and that's Bill Belichick. Oh. Um, after yesterday's <laughs> win in Pittsburgh where star wide receiver Kendrick Bourne didn't check into the game till the fourth quarter. I, I, did, I, I don't know what the hell's going on with these guys. Uh, he had some words for the media, uh, which essentially involved that nobody inside the New England organization knows what's going on. Their offense is in disarray, and, and you nobody know has the answer. You know why the offense is in disarray. Well... Because Shitbag is the offensive coordinator, and he fucking sucks. <laughs> Shit. I, I can't stand this uh, guy. How is this guy still in this league? In, what is Belichick doing? In, Sabotaging him? In what I thought was the most boring game of the weekend, the Patriots won a real barn burner in Pittsburgh, 17-14. to 14. They're so lucky T.J. Watt wasn't playing. Oh, my God. Uh, the Pittsburgh defense... Looked dull without him yesterday. Yes. Um, they didn't get any pressure on Mac Jones. Yeah, zero sacks. Uh, they definitely, definitely miss having T.J. Watt there. Um, they dropped a couple of interceptions that they should have had. The Steelers did. They and, did. Uh, uh, their defense just didn't look crisp yesterday. And that was kind of reflected in the Patriots' rushing game. Uh, Damian Kobe Harris. Myers just comes up just, just big when they need him. He, he he does. He bailed them out. Aguilar had a great game yesterday. Yes. Jacoby Myers had a great game yesterday. Damian Harris, 15 rushes, 71 yards, and a touchdown. Rodmore Stevenson, nine rushes for he 47. Came up a little lame at the end of that game. He did. And he was hurt. He did. And I, that's when Stevenson got his time. Um, right. But for the most part, out of those two guys, that's 
a good game. That's what you can expect yeah. out of Damian Harris on, on a top-end game, 71 yards and a tud. Nelson Aguilar, 6-for-6 six six for 110 and a touchdown. Jacoby Myers, 9-for-13, uh, 95 yards. Kendrick Bourne even came in the fourth quarter. He only had two receptions for 16, which, again, don't really understand. And everyone's favorite, Devontae Parker, no receptions, no yards, no stat line, as was Hunter Henry, which surprised me. But That surprised me, too, because I think Hunter Henry is their go-to guy. But Pittsburgh did a really good job defending the tight end. They did. Because they were trying to get the ball to him. They just couldn't. Fitzpatrick's a monster. He was on, yeah, Minka he Fitzpatrick. Was on Henry the whole game. I mean, Minka Fitzpatrick is the, I don't the premier safety right now. He doesn't now, get think. enough. I mean, he covers the field like a center fielder, man. He's everywhere. And he's just, he supports the Constantly in run such support. a big hitter. Mm-hmm. And uh, he plays with reckless abandon. I yeah, like that. He doesn't give I a shit. I love that. I, I do, too. Uh, Mac Jones had a very Mac Jones-like day. Uh, 21 for 35, 250 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. That's Fitzpatrick had the pick. Mac Jones. Uh, Trubisky had a Trubisky-like day. 21 for 33, 168 yards, a touchdown, a pick, I, and I three was, sacks. I was waiting for Trubisky to come back to norm. Yeah, and, and we, here we go. We all seen it. Yeah. And I think the realistically, outside of not having T.J. Watt, who, again, is the catalyst for that defense, we've said it a million times, Najee Harris has not yet woken up. And I don't know if that's – He's a little banged up right now. And uh, 15 rushes, 49 yards. Like shit. They're off at Pittsburgh needs offensive line help. They they played like shit. There's a lot of fantasy Najee Harris owners now, right now that don't have an answer because I mean, r- realistically, this guy was supposed to take how, the world by look storm. how good they played last week and compared they did. to this week. They did, and, and I, it, it, they're very inconsistent. That falls on the shoulders of not having T.J. Watt. Really, it that's such a big loss for that team more than they'll know. But the Patriots scrape out. Barely get a win, 17-14. And I'll tell you what, they didn't play well. No. They no. did not play well. This they Patriots left some points team, on the field. Yes. They left a lot of points on the field. The Patriots. Yes, this yeah. Patriots team, uh, I believe every bit of what Kendrick Bourne said when there's problems. And I, I don't know how, when, why they're going to get fixed, but if you're only beating Pittsburgh by a field goal in a pretty ugly fashion, yeah. You you can't expect much from them this year. Um, <clears throat> speaking of Bill Belichick, the Buccaneers went into New Orleans yesterday, and Tom Brady led them to a victory, twenty to ten over the Saints. In if that Patriots Steelers game was the most boring game of the weekend, the Buccaneers Saints game was the ugliest game of the weekend. I mean, I I I thought. It was three to zero liked, at the half. I liked it. I liked that game. Them defenses were fighting hard. They were. And and I'll tell you what. Jameis Winston actually looked good in the first three quarters of that game. Yeah, and it all fell apart. And then he just I don't know what happened to him. He he became the Jameis Winston of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Well and, and he pick after pick, bad throw after bad throw. Let's, and I was just like, let's. I, I, cu- I couldn't. I couldn't understand what the hell was going on. Alvin Kamara did not play in that game. Okay, we'll okay. start with that. Chris Godwin did not play in this game. Julio Jones 
did not play in this game. This was the watered-down version of the Saints-Buccaneers matchup, okay? And then we had a fight ensue where Mike Evans and Marshawn Lattimore both got ejected from the game. Best thing that happened to Tampa. Agree. That team came out with a different fire in them after it, it, that They were fight. totally Amen. a different team after that. That's Tom Brady. What do, what do you want me to well, do? I mean, I'm going to tell you this. That's what Mike it Evans made said. Brady got it out. Yeah. And you haven't seen him have to do this since he's been in Tampa. No, I agree with that. He hasn't had to gut out a win since he's been there. And, and he gutted it out, and he drove these guys downfield, and then put one on, dropped a dime. Yeah. Right at the end there to Rashad Perriman. It was a it was a absolutely beautiful a dime. Ball. Nicest throw I've seen him throw in two years. I, I agree with that. It was that was an absolutely beautifully thrown ball. Uh Brady Especially to Perriman. When it was a third and short for they twenty-eight didn't even yards. Even need yep. that. And he just went right to the juggler. Just did it. And as soon as he hit that, I was like, it's over. And it's over right here. After Evans got thrown out of the game, Perriman did step up. He had three receptions for 45 yards. All in the second half, Scotty Miller came in with three receptions and 34 yards of his own. And Russell Gage, finding himself as Brady's little dump-off guy, five receptions for 28 yards. The biggest issue I saw with that Buccaneers offense, outside of the way Brady played, this was a very un-Brady-like game. No tight end. There's no tight end there. Absolutely no usage of the tight end. And, Kyle Rudolph didn't matter. Cameron Bray didn't matter. They need to, to some help with the tight end. And, of course, as soon as you talk about Tom Brady and the tight end, the rumors are swirling that that he has reached out to Rob Gronkowski to possibly make some sort of a comeback. It was going around this morning. So, again, we'll keep an eye out on that. I don't know how much weight I put in that. But the biggest issue I saw, Leonard Fournette, Got 24 rushes and only accumulated 65 yards. That was against a top run defense in the NFL. I agree with you there, but still. They are the top, one of the top run defenses in the NFL. You, you, I do, I'm not concerned with Fournette. It's a makeshift line. The offensive Tampa must. You must. If you are going to... Get Brady where he needs to be in the playoffs this year. You must go out and invest in offensive line help now. You need to go out and you need to offer up the house to get an elite offensive lineman in here. You need to go find somebody and pay him. Go Somebody needs to go blow Andrew Whitworth out of retirement. I don't know what you need to do, but you've got to do God, something. It's, it's, here's the thing. They're so far in it now to bring somebody in and try to get them up to speed of what's going on there. It's going to be a real difficult thing. Well, I mean, they have guys on their practice squad that they can bring up, just like the Lions had to do. Uh, they have guys there. Are they going to be at an elite level? No. But if they could string together some, here's the thing: they're two and zero. They're two and zero. They're two and zero. But they're I mean, fucking two and zero on the road. Both games on the fucking road by a hand. And hard places to win. Well, they got Green Bay at home this week, and that's going to be. An interesting game. I think it'll be another ugly one, to be well, honest. Here, but here's the thing. You're going to see how good Tampa's defense is. Because well, if Green Bay comes out and tries to run the football on them like they did this week, it, they're, they're, might be, it might be an exciting game. I think Tampa's defense. into a shootout. Tampa's defense is pretty goddamn good, I'll say that much. Yes. They held the, they held the Cowboys to three points in week one. Dak, they ruined Dak Prescott's career. Uh, they picked off Jameis Winston three times yesterday, which I know isn't saying much because... 
that's just another day in the office for Winston. But they got to him six times. Yeah. They had six sacks in that game. That's promising for for the Buccaneers defense. Now, Chris Olave had a nice little game himself, five receptions for 80 yards. Uh, Michael Thomas finally got a touchdown, six for 65 and a tud. Two last week. Yeah. Late in the game, I meant yeah. when I said finally. Excuse yeah. me. They got that touchdown late in the game. Um, because up until that point, up until the fourth quarter, it was three to three in this game. Right. And and, and it was that Evans Lattimore brawl that really woke, woke everybody, everybody up. up. Yeah. Yep. Um best thing that happened to Brady. I want to talk about the game that we sat at this table on Friday and said would be the game of the week. And I wanted to go back to my Friday notes, and I wanted to look at them and revel in how knowledgeable us three are at football. We said that the Dolphins versus Ravens game was the best game on the schedule. Um, <clears throat> Lamar could be a highlight reel, and this <laughs> game would be nothing but an air raid. Uh, we also, I also said over points will be glory, and... I did pick Baltimore minus three and a half, which ended up being wrong in a wild fucking fashion yeah. because Tua Tagovailoa was essentially carting around his testicles in a wheelbarrow <laughs> after that game. The way he played to gut I, that game. I I have to say this, and, and I know this is going to sound weird. This is what happens when you're up big and you kind of take your foot off the gas, and that's exactly what the Ravens did. <sighs> They took their foot off the gas, and here comes these guys. And and I'll tell you what, between Waddle and 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 Tariq Hill, those are two of the fastest dudes in the league. Gotta I mean, be. I mean, that was ridiculous. It's like a fucking track meet. You have to remember, going into the fourth quarter, this game was thirty-five to fourteen in favor of the Ravens. Yeah, thirty-five to fourteen. The defense was gassed. Those guys couldn't get any kind of a push up front. Mm-hmm. And then the secondary, those guys were gassed. They couldn't even cover anybody anymore. And then Tua he, comes out, throws three touchdowns to start off the fourth quarter, two of which were to Tyreek Hill. Uh, to tie the game at 35, Justin Tucker comes out, kicks a 51-yarder to put the Ravens up by three. And then with 19 seconds left, Tua finds Jalen Waddle to – Seal the deal. I mean, if you watched that game, you were, you were, it was just that fourth quarter, that last 15 minutes of football was was exceptional. It was so exciting. I mean, we watch these guys, they broke one tackle and they were gone. Gone. Tua Tagovailoa, the man of the hour, uh, 36 for 50, 469 yards, six touchdowns, two picks. QBR of 124. You could you fizz. Hey man, fuck the two picks. If he can put up 400, yeah, you can throw yards, up six, six touchdowns. Six you can throw as many fucking yeah. picks as you want. Yeah. Point blank, period. I I said this all off season. Miami's offense is fucking for real. Tua Tagovailoa now has the weapons to look like Alabama Tua Tagovailoa. That's what we saw yesterday. It was beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful. This is why I wanted to draft Tua in fantasy and fucking Bruce listened to my advice and took him before I could. And it was it was it was awesome. But I fucked What's up. What's even better is he I, didn't play him. Yeah, yeah he didn't fucking car, play him. So. Uh, on the other hand, 
Lamar Jackson was indeed a highlight reel. It sucks that he was slightly overshadowed by Tua, but... Uh, I'll see how. 21 for... Four touchdowns and ran for one. 21 for 29, 318 yards, three touchdowns, nine rushes, 119 yards, one touchdown, and a fumble for Lamar Jackson. It didn't really matter who won that game. That you, It was going to be a highlight reel. Yes. Um, the biggest problem that I saw from this game was, number one... The Ravens can't run the football. The Ravens cannot. You took the words out of my mouth. The Ravens cannot run the football. They need to get a running back healthy. They do. They need to get a running back healthy. Rashad Bateman, Mark Andrews both had great games. Bateman, four receptions for 108 yards and a touchdown. A 75-yard touchdown. Mark Andrews, 9 for 11, 104 and 1. And Duvernay took back the opening. They started the game with an absolute bang fucking fireworks show. Duvernay, 101 yard touchdown return to start the game. This was this was the most exciting football game that I've watched in a long time. It, it was. was fun. It was what was really weird about it is both of those defenses are pretty stout and they could not stop each other. Yeah, it they're both both offenses are so potent. They're so okay. Here's the difference though. Tua needs the supporting cast to get it done. Okay. Correct. Let's let's right. talk about the Dolphins stat lines here real quick. Obviously, Tua, 36 for 50, 469 yards, six touchdowns. Great. Uh Miami didn't really run the ball much either. Mozart had 11 carries for 51 yards. Chase Edmonds, five for 33. But Tyreek Hill. 11 for 13, 190 and 2. Jalen Waddle, 11 for 19, 171 and 2. Uh, even Mike Gesicki got in the party, 4 for 4, 41 and a touchdown. It was a, a slew. I mean, yeah. Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle are the most potent wide receiving duo in football, period. And Tua has that. And ev- nobody talks about how good Tua Tagovailoa was. Everybody seems to forget what he did at Alabama. He was Trevor yeah. Lawrence before Trevor Lawrence. He was Joe Burrow before Joe well, Burrow. Here's the thing with Tua. The injuries absolutely smashed his draft stock. Absolutely. Uh, the injury, they were afraid. Uh, he had injuries throughout his college career. Mm-hmm. And going into the pros, he was not healthy. And they knew that. And I think that's why his stock dropped. But he showed one thing that he did show in college. And uh, you give him time to throw, he's accurate. Oh, yeah. He's accurate. And I will say that Miami's offensive line did look Miami's offensive line looked good yesterday. That's because they were throwing those short slants. And that's uh, true. I mean, he's it's, it's just the speed kills. He spread speed the ball kills. everywhere. Yeah, Jalen Waddle and Tyree yeah, Kill equal speed are you kills. Kidding me? Every time they touch the ball, they're a threat. Uh, another game that I wanted to talk about, which we were right on. Uh, well, we weren't right on the over/under, but we were right on the win. The Atlanta Falcons went into SoFi Stadium as 10-point underdogs and made a great game of it. Uh, They come up a little short at the end. A little short. 17 fourth-quarter points made the final score 31-27 in favor of the Rams. And here's another. I was rooting for the Falcons all day. I, of course you were. I'll be honest with you. Mariota played his ass off. Mariota, I mean, he did everything he could. He ended up with... 
He got sacked three times, two picks, but he also had two touchdown passes, 196 yards. Uh, not the best game. And honestly, Cordero, nobody really had that great of a game for them outside of Drake London. Drake London had his – it was a great weekend for rookie wide receivers. I'll say yeah. that much. Yeah. It really was. Um, so much for him being uh, injury prone, right? Who? Drake London. It's week two, Bruce. Yeah, uh -huh. week two. Uh, Jalen Ramsey. Making it work. He didn't play the whole preseason. He's making week it work. Jalen Ramsey ultimately picked off Mariota with uh, – With I, a ball that was a thrown a little high Yeah, at the end there. He'd have had that ball down and in where it should have been. That would have been a touchdown. It would have been a touchdown. And you know what? Jalen Ramsey essentially jumped three feet in the air and grabbed the ball right out of the receiver's hands. I don't remember who was who he snatched it from. Yeah, he came right over his back and snatched he it. He did, and it was a heartbreaking moment. And Of course, Jalen Ramsey's now being praised as the best cornerback in the world again. Oh, God. But the Rams did something kind of interesting. They took an intentional safety. That almost come back to bite them at the end. It really did. They went to punt, called a timeout with 13 seconds left, took the ball and ran it out of the back of the end zone. And ended up going down. Only being up by five points after that, which I didn't really. So then they, yeah, then they tried to kick the ball off mm -hmm. the, with the punt and punt it out of bounds, and they get it at the 50. Right. Atlanta gets it at the 50. Correct. And I don't know if that was what to avoid fuck? them. I, I, I don't know either. I mean, do you have that little faith in your, in your defense that is the strength of your team? Well, ultimately, and that, that's just kind of odd to me. After they did the free kick, Mariota got sack strip fumbled, and Aaron Donald recovered it, and that was the end of the game. But they Atlanta, as a 10-point underdog against the defending Super Bowl champions, took them literally to the last two minutes. And seconds. I'll, yeah, to the last seconds of this game. Mariota didn't play that well. Cornell Patterson didn't run that well, but they were still in this game. And that they made plays when they had to at the end. There. They did the Rams defense in the fourth and quarter. And say what you want to say, the Falcons defense actually played pretty well within the last two minutes. I'll of that say game. after the half, the Falcons defense made some adjustments and got it together. Right, because up until then, this game was a blowout. At essentially, it was twenty-one to three at the half. You know, there, how many games this weekend were blowouts at the half and ended up coming right down to? Yeah. I mean, there was it was a great weekend of football. Um, but what concerned me for the Rams is that I, their offense just didn't look they're, that. They're, they're just not. They're just, well, your Allen Robinson came to life. Allen Robinson actually caught a ball. Cream Akers yeah. had a nice little. Cream Akers. Cream Akers. Cream Akers uh, got his 15 rushes for 44 yards, a whopping 2.9 average. Uh, Darrell Henderson, 10 rushes for 47 yards and a tud. I think he's now really solidifying himself as the number one guy there. He should be. Unfortunately for Bruce. Um, I haven't played him. so Matthew, uh, 27 on 36 for 272 yards, three touchdowns, two picks, and he was sacked once. Cooper Cup. Do you notice a, a trend going with him? He's slowly regressing back to Honolulu Blue and Silver. 
two turnovers a game. Two turnovers. That's what he's known. That's what he's known for. Yeah, I mean that's he was pretty much on pace for that, that last year too. Uh, Tyler Higby had himself though. a nice little game again. Uh, seven for nine, seventy-one yards. Cooper Cup, 11 for 14, 108 yards and two touchdowns. I'll say this much. If Cooper Cup doesn't have a game where he plays the entire game and doesn't get 100 yards and doesn't get two touchdowns. The Rams are done. The Rams are fucking done for. Um, The Rams just didn't look inspiring again for some reason. I don't know why. They I think they took that game likely, to be honest with you. I think they got lucky that they came away with a win. I I honestly. They they could be starting out 0-2 right now. Yeah. They really could be. They really could be. Let me go to my notes here real quick. Uh, down to the Seahawks 49ers game. Not only did Trey Lance look lackluster, he got injured. He broke his ankle, mm. and he will be out for the year, which means Jimmy G. Jimmy G is back in the saddle for the 49ers. And Knew it would happen. We, we called it we here called last it. week when, when I said, if this guy gets hurt, that's the only way he's coming out because they, they, they've invested into him. They're invested into him. Garoppolo was left in the wind. Yep. Um, I still think they're lying about any kind of offer. I just think they wanted too much, and they weren't going to get it. And now they're going to have to show him the money and then show him the uh, – I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I think they're, I, I don't know they're what definitely to do at better this point. for it. I mean, he came in and it's a different team. It's a different it's team. It's a different team that played last week. Yep. And it's a different team that was started that game. They started flat. They were erratic. They weren't in any kind of rhythm at all. And Garoppolo comes in, gets them in the rib, rhythm, and they 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 pull out a tough win. And the game they was over at the doing half. It. The game was over at the half with Garoppolo playing. Correct. Game was over at the fucking half. The the 49ers looked like they should with that roster, that that talented of a roster, that and good with of two a team. backup running backs. Correct. Mm-hmm. With no run game outside of Debo Samuel and Jeff fucking Wilson, they came in and they handed a shellacking to the Seattle Seahawks that they should have. Period. They should have won that game the way they did. That game with those two teams should have been over at the half. If Trey Lance played that game, the game would not have been over by the half. It's very easy to figure out that Jimmy Garoppolo is a better quarterback whose team would did rather you see play. See how for excited him. his teammates were. Yes, everybody's hugging it. Everybody it was like, hugging this guy. They were the like crowd a fucking was Italian in. wedding on the it's, sideline when Garoppolo oh, went. It was cheek yeah. kisses and handshakes. <laughs> it was fucking. It was something else. It was fucking. Yeah, yeah. It almost. It almost you know? got kind of well, homosexual there point, for a minute. At what point, Ma, grab the gabagoo. You draft these young quarterbacks, unproven quarterbacks. And and you got a guy that is the guy, but you want to get off cheap and 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 basically slide him to the side and bring in the other guy that's so who's that's, who's that's the more asshole? economically Shanahan or the general manager? Both. I hope Jimmy Garoppolo <laughs> at the end of this year uh, uh, John Lynch is gonna have to absolutely He's blow going to him have to lick it him to stay on his team. Rim Jimmy Garoppolo to yes. get him to even even consider an offer. Because if I was Jimmy Garoppolo, because he's got to play all year now, Trey Lance out for right. the season, broken ankle, done for. If I was Jimmy Garoppolo, I would literally moon both John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan on my way out the door this year and tell both of them to go fuck themselves. Because I got news yeah. for you, after 
Garoppolo will come in. They will win a bunch of games. They will probably make Poss- the playoffs. Possibly win their division. Possibly win that division if the Rams don't turn it around a little bit and make a deep playoff run. Probably lose to the Buccaneers. But Jimmy Garoppolo, after that, should tell everybody in San Francisco to go fuck their hand because he will get a starting offer somewhere. He will. Yes. He will. Oh, yeah. Uh, as for the Seahawks, they came back down to reality. reality. Well, Smith, guess what? The reality was this. They got lucky that Denver turned the ball over twice inside the five-yard line last week. Yes, they did. They, they got well, real lucky because that game would have been a blowout. To be honest, I mean, week one had us all turning our heads. But yeah. Week two is kind of gelling to kind of where Correct. we were all Week two, now everybody's happen. in the role a little bit. You kind of see what what's going to happen. I agree with that. Uh, well, you knew these teams that lost last week were going to come back hard this week. We we knew that. We yeah. knew right. that. We did. But Seattle looked exactly how we expected <laughs> them. Geno Smith, 24 for 30, 197 yards, no touchdowns, a pick, and two sacks. Honestly, not a horrific performance, but they really couldn't get any offense going whatsoever. Uh, they had no run game against the 49ers front. Rashad Penny, six rushes for 15. Kenneth Walker, four rushes for 10. And it just gets worse from there. The only real receiving target was Tyler Lockett, nine for 11 for 107 yards. It was good to see him getting the ball. Good to see him getting the ball. I always seen Metcalf Metcalf catch four for six for 35 yards. He had his longest pass was a 12 yard. Uh, No offense, unaffected. Nobody at Will Disley, unaffected. It was. It was a rough day for the Seahawks. They they got manhandled. Game, like I said, at the half, this game was over. It was 20 to 0 at halftime. So 27-7 final in favor of the 49ers in a exclamation point. Welcome back for Jimmy Garoppolo. The next game we have to talk about was my biggest whiff of the week. Um I believe my exact words on this show were the Bengals will probably beat the Cowboys by 21. And my God, was I wrong. I was wrong, too. We were both wrong. Uh, the Bengals lose to the Cowboys in Dallas 20 to 7. Put your fucking arms down. Pull Cooper Rush's dog <laughs> out of your mouth. Here. No, Cooper Rush, I don't think he, I think he. Played at like, the end of the he day, he played like Cooper Rush. At the end of the day, but, the ba- there's an issue with the Bengals. I, they they rebuilt this in and honestly, now you sit here. And, you know what? That offensive line here, is here's the, the best thing. offensive line now. Here's it's supposed thing. to be. He got sacked seven times last week. He got sacked six times this week. Mm. Six this week. Mm-hmm. Last week he got sacked seven times. Okay, here's the issue now, and this is what I'm starting to think about. Week one, we look at that. Oh, wow. They went out and spent $70 million on their offensive line. Brought in all pro guys to play that offensive line. Oh, they, they got to be better, right? You If you put talent, they're not. you're going to be better. I don't know about that anymore. This is starting to feel like a Joe Burrow problem now. Because it, it it's... At it's, what point is he hanging on to the ball too much? Right. And, and that's almost where I'm at. He got sacked six times yesterday. He got sacked seven times in week one. He got sacked seven times in the Super Bowl. The All you see is Joe Burrow on his fucking back. So now, after last year, they go out and they get three. Three all pro, pro bowl def- offensive linemen. 
and he is still getting shellacked. I think this is starting to become a Joe Burrow problem. This is starting to be a, he knows he can run if he needs to, and maybe the receivers aren't getting the separation, that, or he's just simply holding on to the ball too long, but it's a problem. It's a big problem. The Bengals are 0-2 after winning the AFC last year, and they lost to a subpar Pittsburgh team and a Cowboys team without Dak Prescott. I mean, the Patriots. Beat the the Patriots. The shit <laughs> fuck Patriots beat Pittsburgh this week by a field goal. This is, I, I think now we have to look at Burrow and start to, and I hate saying that Bruce is right, but Bruce said that Joe Burrow had something to prove with the Bengals last week, and I guess he did, because this is starting <laughs> to look like an issue now. And it doesn't look like an issue that's going to get any better. Uh, and Joe Mixon couldn't get anything going behind that offensive line either. He was 19 rushes, well, 57 yards. I mean, come on, dude. That's it's, not it's a real that problem a when the Detroit Lions uh, offensive Mixon, line looks better. That's offensive line. That's all that you have to blame on the offensive yep. line. So maybe it's maybe it's uh, offensive linemen's not understanding the assignment or or a coaching issue or something. But Burrow was 24 for 36, 199 yards and a touchdown and six sacks. Like, my God. Oh, Dallas's defense is a little underrated. I, I They're a little underrated. I get that. And uh, uh, if anything, I thought the offense of Dallas was going to be their Achilles heel. And it wasn't. But I'll tell you what, they looked a lot better with Cooper Rush than they did with Dak Prescott. Well, I expected a big now, I don't game. know if that's just me. I expected a big game out of Zeke. There's, there's it, a couple, I feel well, like. You know what? They weren't Dak really, they weren't really turn into Zeke. And it's, no. Here we go again. Uh, what am I going to say right now? Mike McCarthy, what the fuck are you doing? They, You know what? I would love to just see them turn hand the ball off to Zeke 25 times. And I would. And see what happens. I, I, I would why give not? him the ball 30 times well, a game. Why not? He's, I would run the wheels right off of yeah. it. As it goes right now, he's definitely keeping his job. Who? Mike, Mike McCarthy. I don't know about that. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to be honest with you. There's a dub. If they would have lost this fucking game, I got a feeling he'd have been gone tomorrow. I agree. Because Jerry Jones put CeeDee Lamb on blast last week. Yeah. I don't know if anybody caught that, but Jerry Jones said CeeDee Lamb needs, he needs more out of him. Yeah. And I'm sure he wasn't very happy with his seven reception, 75 yard performance this week, especially when. Now, is it Kellen Moore? Is it Kellen Moore calling the play? I don't think so. I I, I don't know. I don't know. Noah Brown. Or is it. Or is it Mike McCarthy? Noah Brown was the leading from, receiver for the Cowboys. From, oh, that's like, because that's the only guy that Cooper Rush throws to. Yeah. Going on the internet and, and string receiver. seeing what people are saying about Dallas, it's, it seems like a lot of people in Dallas just hate Jerry Jones. Listen, the guy's owned the team it, since 1984, dude. They are not guess, happy guess what? with him. Guess what, dude? Guess what? He's won fucking Super Bowls, dude. So is well, them not, not happy with with him? He hasn't won a Super Bowl most of the current fans' lifespan. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to me. I don't give a fuck. He won three Super Bowls. What do you want to say? That's not on him. Guess what? What can you do for me now? What, can, what can he Jones do? Can't put a winning Here, here's, here's clearly what things Jerry need Jones to needs change. To Fire Mike McCarthy. Go to Jimmy Johnson. Stroke Jimmy Johnson's huge cack because he <laughs> takes all those enhancers and 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 beg him to come back beg him to come back to coaching guess what 
ultimately what's going to happen is the cow did the Cowboys win this week 20 to 17 against a a disgruntled Bengals team yes yes ultimately what's going to happen is it ain't gonna last I mean they'll we, go 500 oh, this yeah. year we know they how the Cowboys win their fucking division and then Mike McCarthy should be uh, the Cowboys at the New York Giants next week that's going to be a tough game yeah. they their schedule is not easy Again, I think by the end of October, Mike McCarthy will be gone. Hopefully. And then all the rumors about Sean Payton will start, and it'll be just a circus in Dallas this year. I've seen Sean Payton on the uh, the pre-shows and after in-between shows, and he looks pretty fucking happy that he's not coaching. Yeah, but guess what? Jerry Jones might open that wallet and say, hey, yeah. come on down here. Who, who would us. say no? Exactly. Who would say no to a $10 million offer to come and coach Cowboys? Go coach the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, How about those Cowboys? Everybody misses that. Next thing you know, the freaking Lions are going to be scrimmaging Dallas every year. Anyway. Okay. Uh, Well, this Sean Payton and Dan Campbell. So we've talked about the ugliest game of the week. We've talked about the best game of the week. We talked about the most boring game of the week. This was the most concerning game of the week for me. The Houston Texans went into Mile High and gave the Denver Broncos and Russell Wilson everything they had. And the Broncos somehow scraped out a win with a late touchdown to win 16-9. to Oh, I think Russell Wilson decided he wasn't going to let uh, the young coaching he couldn't get embarrassed errors, again. The young coaching errors happen again. Um, r- there's, something, there's something up with this team. There's something up with this Denver Broncos team. I, I, don't, I don't know, know if it's the coaches. I don't know if it's Russ. I don't know if it's the two aren't meshing. I, I don't I don't know. And I mean, they lost two guys early in Jerry Judy and Patrick Sertain, both to injury, who are both day to day at this point now. I mean, Javante Williams had a pretty good day, 15 for 75. Melvin Gordon, 10 for 47. Cortland Sutton, 7 for 122. Something just ain't clicking because the Broncos are way more talented on both sides of the ball. I think it's going to take time for them to gel. It really do. I mean, this season, you it, it's just... almost like, you know what it looks like? It looks like they didn't even go to training camp this year. No, it doesn't. Nope. Nobody's they're not playing in any sort of uniformity. And yeah. that's concerning to see because there was so much hope for this team. Yeah. And yes, they got the win this week, but like, it's at like, what expense? You you almost got embarrassed at home by... I think the Texans are a little better than what people think. Oh, geez, I really God do. Listen, they played a great game last week. They let it get away from them. They should have won it instead of tying. Well, no, I mean, you can't even really I say mean, that because as we saw... I like Lovey Smith. Look, look at I don't, Indianapolis. I, I don't no, care. There's no, more, <laughs> bigger, there's no bigger dumpster fire in the NFL right now than the Indianapolis Colts. We'll talk about that in a second. But, yes, the Texans tied with them last week and then come in here and Russell Wilson had to sell his soul to the devil to win this Just game. Just to win it. I and mean, hit a backup tight end out of nowhere. Yeah, out of fucking nowhere. On, I mean, Davis Mills, 50% passing, 177 yards. Got sacked three times. Damian Pierce, I guess you could no, say was Nobody the could do anything but Nico Collins. He was the only guy Nico doing Collins, anything. Nico Collins, four receptions, 58 yards. Brendan Cooks, four receptions, 54 yards. Yeah. Damian Pierce, 15 rushes for 70 yards. They're 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 fucking bad. The the Texans are a bad team. 
the offensive line I thought would be a little bit better. Yeah, it ain't. It, it, it ain't. The, <laughs> well, the biggest question they're gonna need here, time. The biggest question for me here is the Broncos have played the Seahawks, who are bad, and lost, and, and played the, the Texans. Texans, who are bad and were barely once were scraped to win. Scraped a win out. So, are the Broncos bad? Because on paper they shouldn't be. Right. But everything we have seen so far is that. Uh, what I'm afraid of is I'm afraid to see them play Kansas City or, or yeah, the Chargers. This, yeah. We're going to get their asses handed that, to them. Yeah. If, if the, I mean, when does Denver play Kansas City? It's got They got to play an in-division opponent. They play San Francisco this week. Denver That'll be a test San of where Francisco. they're at. Yeah. Yes, at mile high. And then they go to Vegas, and they're home against that's, Indy. That's not an easy game for no. them. And then they're at the Chargers. So... They have a three-game stretch here where they could lose three all three Three of their games. next four, they could lose. So they, they could be one and four after the next yeah. few weeks. And, I mean, people in Denver will be calling for Russell Wilson's fucking head. And people will be coronating the scumbag Pete Carroll. That's all I have to say about that one. Anyway. <laughs> um, In probably the most thrilling game of the week, overtime between the Cardinals and the Raiders. This game was another one that we thought was I, I thought Put the Raiders away. had it in control. Uh, it was 20-0 going into the half, and Kyler Murray willed the Cardinals. Uh, well, let's say this. The Cardinals' defense only allowed three points in the second half. They stepped up. That was huge. J.J. Watt kind of reemerged, and I seen he, was, he went back to playing his defensive end spot rather than playing that tackle spot, and that, that changed his game immediately. He had a sack early in that game when it first started. Uh, I'll say this. He only had two. Hunter Renfro fumbled the fucking game away. Fumbled twice in overtime. Yes. You know? It's tough. You when you are when you are that complimentary receiver that Hunter Renfro is. You need to do your role well. You need to be Wes Welker and Julian. Well, and, and and his defense. He got hammered both times. It was not like he did not get hammered. My man got hammered there. I agree. In overtime. I agree. Uh, Devontae Adams was completely ineffective yesterday. Uh, two receptions on seven targets for 12 yards, one of which was a touchdown. I mean, Derek Carr was okay. 25 for 39, 252 yards, two tuds. He was only sacked once. Josh Jacobs, 19 rushes for 69 yards. That's putrid. Like... Nobody really stepped up for them yesterday, but the, the game was the over. Def their defense was playing very well early. Yes, in Kyler uh, Max Murray. Crosby had two or three sacks. I, I think he had two for sure. He had two sacks early in that game, and they were controlling the game. And then I don't know. I I don't know what happened. Max Crosby had one sack for a seven-yard loss. That was. Max Crosby accumulated the only sack of the game, it looks like. I mean, I thought he had J.J. Watt also had a sack for the Cardinals. So there's two sacks in the game. But uh, James Conner went down early with an ankle injury. Again, nobody that, that really hurts. ran the ball all that much. You know, Benjamin got a few. I mean, Zach Ertz led the game in receiving eight receptions on 11 targets for this, 75 this, this yards. This kid has nobody to throw to. Yeah, but what happened? AJ Green, AJ Green the, saved the, the game for him. Ghost of AJ Green at the at the mm -hmm. end zone line made a huge two point conversion, yep. 
and, and, field, and field basically design. won it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They did. Uh, Kyler Murray stepped up when he had to yesterday. You That's gotta, what I will say. You got to call out Arizona's offensive line there. I'll say that much. Dude had a shit ton of time. That they gave they well listen he moves around so much yeah he's yeah that, but that when they did the overhead gassed. view yeah it, there was there, it, everyone was blocked yes it everyone was, was they blocked. did a they showed it was the stopwatch and Kyler Murray had like eight or nine seconds to sit behind the line of scrimmage well so, that one play was eighteen seconds yeah, yeah. Was, that he was running yeah. around that yes at the end of the day ne- from what I saw yesterday the Cardinals confused me because Kansas City stomped them week one. And yesterday tells you how good Kansas City is. It looks like they got it together a little bit and and I'm kind of starting to see the tide turn a little bit because I thought Vegas played pretty I mean nobody stepped up for him. Nobody stepped up and Devontae Adams was completely ineffective and they still had that game one at the half. Yeah, it was twenty zero. I half. think they took their foot off the gas and it came back to haunt them. Yes. That's usually what happens to these teams. They jump out to a lead, and then I I think the same thing happened to the Ravens. The same thing happened to the Lions. It did the same. Yeah. The same thing. The Rams. That same thing. These guys get out to these leads and then they coast. And the minute they coast, couple of turnovers, and then they're all fucking scratching their heads and they're not able to rebound. Uh, I, well, that's why you need to have. That's what happened to the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, you got to keep your foot up. on the gas, man. You got to yeah. keep your foot on the. Especially foot in the man. league now. Yep. Especially in this league now. And I'll when say you... that. That's why I'm kind of proud of that the Lions pulled that W out yesterday. I am too. Because I... we saw a bunch of fucking teams who had to get their games one at the half. How many years have we back? seen well, the Lions play in close games and and, and absolutely lose it at the fucking end? Yeah. Well, like Dan Campbell said though, that they were getting the defense was getting a little gassed, but the offense came out and had to. Step up and answer. Yeah, and they did. Correct. They did, and they did. But you, you so know, that's what, what you, you have 20, to have that when balance. When you're up twenty-two oh. to nothing, when you're up twenty-two to nothing, and you let your foot off the gas, once that other team gets a taste of the end zone, you're, you're then you're wrong. in trouble. You're right. Because it's hard to get that intensity back up. The intensity that you had early to get that lead, and once you let that go, and these guys start to coast a little bit. Oh, we're up big. That's when that shit happens. Um, so, two huge surprises. Surprise number one. Daniel Jones and the New York Giants are 2-0. and Have you watched the two games that they have played? I have. I'm going to tell you something right now. I think they, they're playing with a purpose. I, I, I think the coach there has got these guys focused. Um, I mean, you have a healthy Saquon Barkley. That is true. Oh, I mean, it helps. <laughs> it obviously helps having him. He's a freaking monster. But he did not have that great of a day. No, he didn't. No. 21 rushes, 72 yards. He only averaged three and a half yards per carry. But he was running hard, and it kept the defense honest. It kept them off of Daniel Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, Kenny Galladay is still a ghost. He didn't even record a stat line. Um, but I'll say this, Daniel Jones... Went uh, 22 on 34, 176 yards, a touchdown. He was sacked three times, but he spread the ball around nice. Richie James Jr., Sterling Shepard, they all got involved in, in in catching the ball. It was ugly, but I feel like most of these Giants games probably will be. 
because they right. don't really have a superstar or even like a star receiver, I would say. But they, he spread the ball around well. Baker Mayfield is just just shit. He shit. I, you know what? We thought that he was going to be resurrected there. He had a big game last week, and they lost. And uh, I, I, I don't see – I can't give you a explanation for it. You have arguably probably one of the best running backs in the league. Um, you Who had have, a nice game. You have a decent receiving core there. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, they're, they're, they're not totally inept. No, but, but they're pretty goddamn just, close. Baker is just – Baker I, went, I think he's back to where everything's on his shoulders again. And he needs not. to just play within the game instead of fucking trying he to did, do I mean, he did get there kind of late. Baker, 14 for 29, <coughs> so 48% passing. 145 yards, a touchdown, sacked twice, QBR of 74. McCaffrey had a Christian McCaffrey game. 15 rushes, 102 yards, average 6.8 per carry. And as far as receiving the ball... He was four for five for 26. That is a perfect Christian McCaffrey stat line, essentially, just missing a touchdown. And let me tell you something. Normally, when a guy's got those kind of numbers, you win. Right. When you have a running back that has that kind of numbers, you, you win, win the game. The problem was DJ Moore, three receptions, 43 yards. Robbie Anderson, three receptions, 32 yards. They're, they're Worst pickup They're ever. terrible Throwing the ball, football right now. Baker Mayfield is not getting the job done. And I mean. And I, I you can't blame all Baker on that. The offensive no, line has to obviously play better. I get that. But yeah. how bad must Sam Darnold be? Well, you know what? They were fucking six and all with Sam Darnold. So I, I don't know what to, I don't know what to tell you here. I don't. But the, def- the defense was playing at an elite level last year. They're not this year. Brian Burns is is playing his ass off. He is. But, he is. I, I mean, the guys that you would expect to step up are not doing it right now. Uh, I mean, that game was just ugly as well. Yes. But the Giants ultimately get a dub 19 to And who would have thought the Giants the would be 2-0? I, I, I mean, I didn't. God bless them. Uh, I, I thought the Giants would be one of the two worst teams in football, and they're not. They're not. They are. Showing. They have talent on that team. They have. You know young what they talent. remind me of? You want to know what they kind of remind me of? The Giants team that beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl. They don't have. I, any I, stars. I don't think Daniel Jones is as good as. I don't uh, think Daniel Eli Jones Manning is as good as Eli point. Manning. But the but. makeup of that team is just yes. It does remind me of that ugly and they had a out ve- veteran quarterback and, yeah. with a bunch of young guys yeah. around him. Um. And surprise number two. I'll go back to the notes. Colts versus Jaguars will probably be a dumpster fire. Would probably stay away from. Blowout could happen either way, but I'll take the Jags. That is what my notes say on this game. And we all took the Jags. And we all took the Jags, and the Jaguars fucking stomped the Indianapolis Colts. um, 24-0. And I'll My tell you what, I, I was very impressed with Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence had, realistically, Trevor Lawrence had his first memorable game as a starting quarterback in the NFL. Yes. Yes. This yeah. is like his rookie. This, this is his coming rookie out debut. Party. Yep. Trevor Lawrence, 25 for 30, 83% passing, 235 yards, two tuds, no interceptions, no sacks, Damn, no fumbles. 129. 
129 QBR. James Robinson, 23 for 64. Average was shit, but got the touchdown. Travis Etienne did not look good at all. 9 for 20, 2.2 yards rushing. Didn't matter. They didn't need it. They got the job done. Their defense played absolutely fucking lights out. They played the way we expected that Jacksonville roster to play. That defense has a great makeup, a great base of guys, and they played extremely well. I mean, Josh sh- Allen was exceptional again. Yes. Uh, shout out to the rookie, out Devin Allen. Lloyd. Arden Key had a sack yesterday. Correct. There you go. There's your boy. You know what? They got him playing tackle. <laughs> and pass wrestling situations, he's a defensive end playing defensive tackle. It's working. Uh, on the other side of the ball, this is why... I went on and on and on about how I hated what Indianapolis does. I hated the Matt Ryan signing. Matt Ryan's washed. Indianapolis is inept. I said all of these things. And Matt Ryan, 16 for 30, 195 yards, three picks, and five fucking sacks. Jonathan Taylor didn't even play well. Nine rushes for 54 yards. I mean, Ashton Doolin. Shout out to Jack. Ashton fucking Doolin led the team in receiving seven targets, five receptions, 75 yards. My God. Is like Michael Pittman God. their most valuable player? Oh, by absolutely. Well, no, Jonathan Taylor is well, the most valuable. I, I don't know about that. No, he is. He is. Don't get it twisted. He is. But Jonathan Taylor had 60 yards. Yes, but it's got to be. An, Matt Ryan got sacked five times. There's an issue yeah. with the offensive line. I'm not yes. going to put that. John, we know what Jonathan Taylor's capable that, of. I'm that not was actually that a strength of the Colts. Yeah, and it's years. just not now. They're they're lying on offense and defense. <laughs> everything's on the his defense back. hasn't played well either. I mean, my God, the Colts don't. Is like Shaq Leonard is that is he's he still that, out. he's still out? He's still out, and, and that's the heart and soul of their team, right there. Yeah, but I mean, that, the fucking Colts. I mean, they might not. They don't look like they're going to win a game right now. They are. They are in trouble. They need yes. to get guys healthy. They need to get Pittman back. They need to get Shaq Leonard back. Uh, I don't know if they have any injuries on the offensive line, but if they do, I mean, they need to get these guys back like yesterday. Fucking pronto. <laughs> I mean, it's it's rough right now. Yeah, I, they, they've looked. I think the only time I've seen them looked as bad as they do right now is the year Peyton Manning wasn't there. Yeah. When he got hurt. Remember yeah. when he hurt his neck mm-hmm. and he was out and they won one game? That's what they look like right now. Now, hold, I, I, I was thinking about this. We saw how well Carson Wentz has played the first two weeks, and it's pretty fucking well. Maybe Carson Wentz was never the fucking issue in Indy. Maybe not. Maybe it was just the team, the well, atmosphere. Well, they got a the new coach culture. now, Reich. Reich is the new coach. Yeah, what a disappointment up again. And, and Frank Reich is a very good coach. He's a good – let me rephrase this. Frank Reich is a very good quarterback coach to bring guys in. Well, God That's what damn. he did with Philadelphia when they won a Super Bowl. He was the quarterback coach. He was the one working with, with Carson Wentz and with uh, – Yeah, but but it's just – Time out. It's just – You've had – you have had none of these quarterbacks are terrible. Carson Wentz, Philip Rivers, and Matt Ryan. Yes. And you can't figure it the fuck out. I think I think the issue is is 
the offensive line. I think the issue is something deeper than that. You There's think it's Frank Reich? I think it's it's a culture issue. It's a coaching issue. It's a something issue because right. this, usually when it's this bad, you can't team, take a team that deep. good. Yes, a team this talented destroy should not be that fucking years. bad. Correct. They shouldn't be. And I get it. They don't have a lot of receiving depth outside of Michael Pittman, which is an right. issue that they created on their own by not attempting to get anybody outside of well, they have, Doolin they and have Paris drafted Campbell. They have drafted receivers. But it, none of them have panned out. You got to go out and get. I mean, somebody. other than T, they haven't had uh, since Michael Pittman. I think he, I, I don't. They had that Pascal cat. That Pascal. He, I, I don't know, dude. Well, you got dueling. You, you, you went out and got yeah. guys. It's not like go they out and get the right guys. Were you gonna man? say the last guy known was T. Y. Hilton? Is that what you were gonna say? It's the last guy that's been any good there. Yeah. Beside yeah. Michael Pittman. Yeah. Um, I mean, T.Y. Helton was a, uh, from a former regime. It was more from the, the, the team that was actually decent there at one yeah. point. Right. You know, but what, what do you do? At this point, what do you do? If you're Jim Ursay, and I know he likes to drink, and I'm sure he's <laughs> fucking cracking the bottle every day, I know I would be, he should be fucking hammered right now. I would be fucking hey. I, I would be Ball getting drunk at every Jim game. Ursay, goddamn. <laughs> um, okay. The final game of the week to discuss was the Sunday night football matchup between the Green Bay Packers and the Chicago Bears, where I will preface by saying the ball crossed the fucking plane. It did. I don't know how New York missed that angle. The ball crossed the plane. It did. That was a Justin Fields rushing touchdown. They took it from him. It was They didn't call it a touchdown on the field. That ball crossed the plane. You could see it clear as fucking day. And for so, there I, wasn't I enough video evidence. No, come on. He, he blew the pylon out. No, 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 no. Damn it. No, 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 no. I should have stayed no. awake. It was at that corner of the end zone no, where he dove. No, no. The quarterback sneak out of the shotgun, which oh, is yeah. fucking stupid. Yeah, Why you're running a QB sneak out of the shotgun, I don't know. But he, he that was stupid. He couldn't really reach out for it because there's so many guys in front of him. But from the angle they showed on TV, he crossed the fucking line. And they said, oh, because there were so many arms in front of it, you couldn't tell what was the ball and what wasn't if it broke the plane. The fucking ball broke the plane. It was a fucking touchdown. In the grand scheme of things, did it matter all that much? No. No. But I'll say this. I didn't think the Bears played that bad of a game. I thought they got, they got gashed on the ground. They got gashed. Well, say I'll thing? tell you what. The Bears got gashed you, on you the ground. You don't see the Bears get gashed like that. Can I say one thing? Go. Fuck you for thinking AJ Dillon's going to take that leading role. Oh, he'll take that. He'll, oh, he'll no, take he won't. that role. No, he won't. Watch next year. Mm. Watch. Watch. 130 yards. Listen to me. When you start paying, when you start paying running backs fucking money like they're paying. Their guy there now, he's not going to be there long. Okay. Dude, every time the same he thing the happened ball, to Le'Veon like... Bell. The same thing happened. Go down the line, dude. Pause. On you right now. Uh, Justin Fields did not fucking throw the ball well at all. It was the roughest quarterback performance of the weekend. Uh, 11, th 11 throws, seven completions, 70 yards, a pick. He was sacked three times. Uh, he ran the ball eight times for 20 yards and a touchdown and a fumble. Fields looked rough. The Bears ran the ball exceptionally well. The Packers David ran Montgomery. the ball exceptionally well. 
I'll say this much. We'll see if Minnesota can keep it up tonight. But between the Lions running the ball, the Packers running the ball, and the Bears running the ball, this group of NFC North running backs and the offensive lines and the way these teams are running the football is exceptional. And I'll tell you what, it will open doors for whichever team can pull away in this division going forward because you're not seeing any other of these any other teams run the ball nearly as well as they are in the NFC North. You just saying that gave me goosebumps because it's exciting. It, it is. It is. It's uh, exciting. For, let's talk. Aaron Jones, 15 rushes, 132 yards, and a touchdown. My God. A.J. Dillon, 18 rushes for 61 yards. He only averaged 3.4 per carry. But he was. But, uh, did you see the di- here's Here's the difference in that. And, and and if you watch the game, you'll know what I'm talking about. I was in and out. When Aaron Jones, I'm sorry? I was in and out. I, I When I got home, I was tired as hell. I only got four hours of sleep. Anyway. And I, every time I wake up, I pull Here's the, here's the reason why Aaron game. Jones had all the yards. They were running that that counter play where they were pulling the guards and, and the centers Listen and getting me. them outside. You can sit here and sell me that Dylan, Aaron Jones Dylan was running the ball want. in the gut. Aaron Jones can run the ball extremely fucking yeah. well. Absolutely. They have can. one of the best one-two punches in the NFL. Right. And if they get rid of Aaron Jones, they're fucking stupid because the guy is extremely talented. Is A.J. Dillon also talented? Yes. Both of them can catch the ball well. Both of them can run the ball well. No, I'll say that I was not. It's the only thing I seen that Green Bay had. I'm just saying that Aaron Jones has proven that he's clearly the guy. On the other hand, David Montgomery and Khalil Herbert. David Montgomery had 15 rushes for 122 yards. Khalil Herbert, four rushes for 38 yards. Both were very, very effective. Yeah. That's with Justin Fields also running the ball eight times. Uh, As far as receiving goes, the Bears only had 70 yards of passing offense, so... You're not going to win in this There was no fucking stat lines, essentially. Equiminius St. Brown, two receptions, 39 yards. He led the team. For the Packers, Sammy Watkins had another bona fide good game. Three receptions, 93 yards. Uh, Aaron Jones was three receptions for 38 yards and a touchdown. And other than that... Lazard came in clutch with Lazard that. was hurt, but got two receptions for uh, 13 yards, but got a TD. I don't know if the Packers' defense played well or the Bears' offense just that fucking bad. I think it was a combination of both. Um, the Bears' defense is somewhat uninspiring, even though they did get to Rodgers three times yesterday. Um, realistically, every matchup in this NFC North depending on what we see out of Minnesota tonight, because Minnesota has true receiving threats. Yeah. And honestly, outside of Minnesota, Detroit probably has the next best group of receivers. I agree. This is going to be the One's team hurt. where everybody's <laughs> going to run the ball down each other's throats. Right. Um, it'll be interesting to watch going whoever, forward. Whoever has the best defense out of these four teams will be the clear winner of the of the division. I mean, we were talking about the AFC West being that that battle of all the teams, right? I think the North is that right now in the NFC. That's what I'm saying. And now yeah. it's like, holy shit, NFC North, they're, every well, team say, is going to, to me, fucking Minnesota, battle. Minnesota goes in there and, and spanks Philadelphia. They're for real. Yeah. They're for uh, real. They actually scare me a little bit. Who? 
Minnesota. Don't sit yeah. here and toot your cock right now. Minnesota should scare you a lot more than a little bit because Minnesota will win this division. The Lions played very nicely yesterday, but uh, don't get. I'm it not. I didn't say it. I didn't say it. This is a six-win football. This, team. this is a this is a big game for Minnesota. If they want to come out and really, if they really want to solidify, show their spot. themselves as the best team in the division, they need to beat Philadelphia and beat them soundly. Philadelphia should have blew the Lions out last week. Agreed. Should have. Well, and the thing is, if, they left if a lot Detroit of points on the field. Minnesota next week, so it's like if they can't stop Dalvin Cook, it's just going to leave room for every, all the receivers. Absolutely, and and we'll we'll, we'll talk see about how that, that works. later in the week. But I think this this week will be the week where the Lions get kind of put back in their place. But tonight we have a matchup between Minnesota and the Eagles. Uh, we talked about it on Friday's show. I don't know why that was my bad, but some notes that we had from that game. Ultimately, I think Minnesota has what it takes to win that game with a very slight edge. I think we're going to have another battle. I think it's going to be right down to the wire. I don't this think this could be what would be great right now is that this game turns into like the, the Baltimore Dolphin game. That would be awesome. Yes. And you know I what? would love to see a, it has uh, the makings a for 50 points. I mean, Justin here. Jefferson, Me though, AJ yeah, Brown, I'd, 60 points. I'd love to see right. Minnesota get buried. But what's the line on this game? <laughs> uh, currently, it is Philly minus two. Okay. And I'll at be honest home? with you. At home. At home. And I think the only reason they are favored in this game is probably because they're at home. It's actually Eagles minus two and a half. Um, okay. But I would I would, I take, would take Minnesota in the points. I would take Minnesota plus two in this game. Uh, I think that the Eagles D still has a little bit of growing up to do. Uh, I think in week one, the Vikings had perfect balance on their offense. They played. I, I think that, that the Eagles went through the perfect first game they could ever go through. Yeah. It was a very hard Every fought, emotion. Yep. Hard hitting, physical game. That's going to do them wonders. For well, Hurts said it, this is a completely different team than last year. Yeah. They, they gave them a run for their money. But I'll say this if Minnesota wins tonight yeah. and they win convincingly, convincingly, win. Yeah. They, are, yeah. they will run with this division. Uh, I'll say the same for the Eagles. If the, yeah, Eagles, the Eagles beat Minnesota can... tonight, convincingly, yeah. they will run with their division. Yeah. Right. Right. This is this is this a... is division leaders right here. Correct. And you know what? It wouldn't surprise me if these two teams meet in the playoffs. No, I would, it would agree not with you surprise there. me. And there's a uh, it's a 50 point over under at the moment. I'm going over. And I think it'll, I think we'll have an over game. I think this is going to be a big game tonight. The other game tonight is the Titans versus the Bills, which I don't think will be a very exciting game. I don't think you're going to see all that much. Uh, I think the Bills are going to stuff their socks in the Titans' mouths, and they will. So they can figure out what the hell's wrong with them. The Bills are a 10 point favorite, and just until we can. Give see, up the 10. Yeah, until we see otherwise, yeah. bet with Buffalo. Uh, outside of that, some quick, quick news uh, injury updates. Uh, Trey Lance underwent successful surgery today. To fix his ankle. Did you, did you see his leg twisted to the yeah, side there? Yeah, yeah. Was, his, his ankle's on 696. Uh, <laughs> essentially, he was at the Stanford Hospital. They repaired a fractured fibia and ligaments and all kinds of shit like that. Now, uh, see, that this is the thing now. He could be out quite some time just because of ligament damage, nerve damage. They said, yeah. quote-unquote, he will be re com recovered completely in time for a full return in the 2023 season. Okay. So, uh, 
And because it happened in week two. Yeah, exactly. If it would happen in week 10. We'd have a different conversation. You wouldn't see him till the following year. Uh, Denver news. Jerry Judy's considered day-to-day dealing with a chest sternum injury. Uh, and cornerback Patrick Sertain is considered day-to-day with a shoulder injury. Um, and I think that is... Oh, Mike Evans is suspended for one game mm-hmm. for little-boying the fuck out of Marshawn Lattimore last week. Well, he didn't just do that. He he threw a couple yeah. of guys on the ground. <laughs> and I, I will say this. Hey, Lenny was involved in that, too. It, yeah, I it, thought uh, he was going to get he, thrown out. Yeah. Of, I thought Fournette was going to get tossed, too. Well, you see, Fournette was actually smart about it because he didn't retaliate. He come up, and he let Lattimore hit him. Yeah. And then when Mike Evans seen that shit, it was, it was on. Over, yeah. Yeah. It was on. Yeah. And I'll yeah. say this. Mike Evans is 6'4 and 240. So, yeah. You got to watch out for a guy like that because he tossed him around like he was a rag doll. <laughs> yeah, he did. He just absolutely – he shit on him. He did. Uh, that is all we have for you today. Uh, enjoy Monday Night Football this week. Tune back in on Wednesday for our Fantasy Frenzy show where we will go over all of our starts and sits of the week and who our big favorites will be in Fantasy Football for week three. If you have not yet, follow our socials, Instagram and Twitter at TipBalls. We live tweet the games. And on TikTok at TipBalls Podcast. Check out TipBalls.com for any and all information. And if you're watching us, listen to us on Spotify. If you're listening, subscribe to us on YouTube. Thank you guys so much for listening. You'll hear from us on Wednesday. Am I perfect? And God bless Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy G. Jimmy G, baby. Am I perfect?